Hey guys, welcome to Admit 3, where we discuss all things movies, media, and television. I'm Rob. I'm Laura. And I'm Kurt. Thank you for joining us. Perfect. Slam dunk. Welcome back to Admit 3. Today we're discussing John Wick Chapter 4, which hit theaters Friday, March 24th, 2023. This chapter follows John Wick as he seeks revenge on the high table for all they put him through. Meanwhile, the Marquis Vincent de Gramont, a senior member of the high table, has been given unlimited resources to find and kill John Wick. This chain of events pits John against the best assassins in the world, some of who are old friends of his, in what is his biggest chapter of the Wick franchise so far. We are once again joined by our special guest, Sherry, who has very recently fell in love with the John Wick series. Cher, what did you think of Chapter 4? Can I read it yet or no? No. We can go for the end. Not that it's a surprise. It'll be a surprise not, for these people, but it's not, not a surprise for us because we've been shouting it from the rooftop. I have. Yeah, I've told everybody who will even remotely listen to She's giving to it a five. I'm going to give it a five out of five. I'll explain why all throughout the podcast but i had no interest in watching any of these movies at all until you guys were going to go see this one and i was like you know what maybe i will and loved it loved all of them even the goofy stuff loved it all the goofy stuff makes it it's integral to the franchise like when he falls down. Oh, <laughs> it just rolling, um, rolling, rolling. For sure, I, I think that specific scene is one of the funnier moments stand out of the franchise, yeah. and it's one of the only times that we've gone to a movie this year where everybody in the crowd was laughing. There, mm-hmm. there, there was no like hit or miss for anybody. It was just unanimously hilarious. Yeah. I love that. Um, I. I'm not going to give my score right now, but I did also really we already know your score. enjoyed this movie. <laughs> I don't know my score. 4.5 4. out of 5. I really enjoyed this movie. Uh, <laughs> I it, It's, like you said, it's the biggest um, chapter so far. You can really feel the scope. It's like, they're all, you know, really all over the globe, kind of. But this one, you really feel the locations. I know they shot on location uh, in a lot of these places. You really feel it. These, they're everything is lit so well. Every room he walks into looks like a frame of art. It's just so cool and so fully realized. And I, despite it being nearly three hours long, I, I wouldn't change a thing about it. Probably. No, I didn't get bored at all. Um, what did you think, Laura? Um, well, I didn't hate it it wasn't the best movie i've ever seen i feel like it it could have been shorter um i like the action scenes they were cool the whole thing was an action scene i know but i'm saying like what would you have cut out i don't know if i would cut out anything but maybe make some of the fighting scenes a little shorter because it was literally like the same fight throughout the whole thing so they could just like condense each to like half of what it was each scene <laughs> it would have been equally as good i think okay that's an opinion um i remember turning to robert as soon as i'm assuming it's uh killa harkin the one with the gold teeth yeah 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 mm-hmm. As soon as I saw him, I looked over Robert. I was like, he looks like Peter Pettigrew. Like that, he just reminded me of like a 
fat rat. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and I feel like that, like, as he was chasing after them in that thing, and, like, he, like, comes through the, like, the rain. Yeah. I felt like that, that little really waterfall cool. yeah. nightclub shit. Yeah, that's so cool. Like, kind of got slow-mo, and you could just see him, like, walking like a boss. Like, mm-hmm. you're over, bruh. <laughs> that was cool. What did you think of the movie, Rob? Uh, I thoroughly enjoyed it as well. I think um, one of the strongest points, uh, at least to me, in the movie was the settings and the backdrops. I think you kind of mm-hmm. touched upon that, but like in the beginning, I think it was supposed to be in Japan, I believe it was, or maybe that was after he was in the desert. And um, I'm not sure which desert. Yeah, it was. I think yeah, I think it starts very briefly in New York, and then we know he's going to go after the guy from the high table, and then yeah. I believe it's directly after that in the desert. So he's chasing the guys on the horse and having a shootout. Yeah, the setting in the desert, I thought it was, like, very beautiful. It was, you know, awesome to watch. And then they went over to Japan. I'm not sure if it was actually shot in Japan, but there's, like, a scene where John Wick is standing talking to the concierge. Is that how you say it? Akira? Yeah. The one who with the father who meets mm-hmm. an unfortunate end. Mm-hmm. Um, and they're talking, and she's basically blaming John for, like, everything that's about to happen. Yeah. Everything. It's all his fault. And she's... They're, like... There's a distance between them. There's like a divide between them of a couple feet, and there's a sakura tree in the background, and like the sakura blossoms are like rolling in the wind. It was just such a beautiful yeah, shot. Yeah. It was very mm-hmm. very cool. Do you know that was her first movie? This was I her first movie. Was it her first? Movie? It was. <laughs> just looked it up right before we started recording. That's wow. cool. She's um like a I don't want to say pop star, but she's a musician. Like she's mm-hmm. in yeah. That's... Yeah, I had no idea. I did not know either. They, she was really good in this they movie. They handpicked her. Uh, Keanu Reeves, and I can't remember who else it was. I don't know if it was a producer or what, but saw a couple of her music videos. I'm really mm-hmm. like, yeah, I want, yeah. I want That's really cool. Involved. Yeah, so she pulled her back out at some point during training. Well, I can imagine mm-hmm. they all pulled back. I mean, she really did some boss moves there, she so did. I I believe. <laughs> but she said Keanu made sure that she had everything she needed and was taken well taken care of, which yeah. Yeah. nobody's yeah. ever heard of it. Yeah. Yeah. I was say, obviously, we knew that. He's like... Probably the an best, angel. Yeah, best celebrity you could ever be. <laughs> I've never met him, but <laughs> I've heard great things. He'll he'll give you a seat on the subway. I know. I have seen that. Yeah. And he takes fucking public transportation. Like, what a king! <laughs> he's got like so much money. He doesn't have like drivers or anything. He's just taking the subway. Well, when you see how much fucking taxi costs in New York. <laughs> Uh, I was going to say, before we actually watched this movie, I saw a behind-the-scenes um, where they were at the Continental in Japan. And do you remember the scene with the escalator where one of the guys gets, like, thrown down the escalator and, like, flips all the way down? Mm-hmm. Um, it's a short scene, but um, in the behind-the-scenes, like, you see, it's like it's like a real dude that they just throw yeah. down the escalator and he's getting, like, all, Is like... Stuntman? Yeah. And I'm, I'm like... Props to the stuntman because my back would have just shattered into <laughs> dust. I don't care I can't what I'm wearing. I even get up in the morning. I was gonna say <laughs> just out of my bed. His back probably did shatter. <laughs> <laughs> He's got insurance. These movies so heavily rely on stuntmen, and it's such like a showcase for stunts. Like this one and all of the chapters before. I actually believe I read um, when we were going back through the series. Uh, that Chad Stahelski, I think, is the director's mm-hmm. name. Uh, he, he like he was a stunt man. Yeah. And I believe he was Keanu Reeves' stunt double, actually. And 
now he's a great director. He's a great director. He, this is already becoming one of the biggest action franchises of all time. Mm. So it's very cool that you put people with the knowledge of how these uh, stunts and this this choreography and passion that goes into it, you give them, you know, with that knowledge, a chance to direct big movies like this. And you just notice a difference between this kind of action and the rest of, like, modern yeah. Hollywood action. Well, it's a dance. It's definitely, it, it, it's like... Absolutely. It, it's so creative. It's very... Yeah, I think I think you're right that like him being a stunt person lends well to how we as a viewer uh, can see it. Yeah, and it's amazing that it never feels stale at all. In each movie, they up the ante. Yeah, and throughout a lot of this movie, I would say the first two hours of well, not quite two hours, but you know, an hour and a half, hour forty five of this movie, I <laughs> <laughs> I. I really liked it. I thought the action was great, but I was like, okay, so the difference between this movie and the other movies is that, like, the action is pretty much the same. It's just the set pieces are bigger and nicer in this movie. Um, but I was feeling like I wish that it would have been like the other movies and up the ante on the action a little bit and, you know, show us things that we haven't necessarily seen before. But then we get to that final hour or so, you know, it starts with, uh, the car scene we were talking about before. Yeah, we're just going in a circle and he's just shooting the people in the circle. <laughs> and then that so goes good. into the uh, scene where he's walking through the building and you see the whole the thing aerial. from overhead, the aerial shot. Fantastic. And shot. people are getting blasted with, what was it, the dragon scale gun or whatever? Mm -hmm. Dragon's breath. Yeah. Dragon's breath. It was such a fucking cool scene. It was one of my favorite action scenes I've ever seen, probably. Can we go back to the the car scene yeah. um and just in the roundabout which car where scene? is it because i'm never going to go and two how many in paris right how many times can you get hit by a car and just get back up and walk he also oh, fell has been doing it every fucking movie yeah, he, he also fell from like a three-story building I onto laughed a very car, hard at that and then yeah. just got up and walked away yeah. like what so that not that we've gotten to the end yet, but that was my thing. I was like, there's no way that these three <laughs> shots took out John Wick. I'm sorry, this man yeah. has been through some shit. There is no way. It's made of titanium. <laughs> yeah, there's no way that that was the thing that like brought I him out. Do like how they added that into their um like their wardrobe, like the Kevlar. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Am I pronouncing that right? Kevlar. Yeah. Kevlar. Mm -hmm. yeah. The like uh, bodysuit or whatever. Just armor, regular suit. Like, yeah. Into the suit, yeah. Well, that's totally. my only. That's my only explanation with how he survived some of the things that he survived <laughs> is having an armored suit, and mm -hmm. then in the final scene where you know he takes these shots, he's not wearing armor. But he didn't have that suit like for the entire time he's been an assassin either. Every I'm movie also... he has, like, they're like you kind of see that in chapter two that like all these suits that they're making are designed to. Like, be able to take damage. Sure, but if I'm falling out of a fucking building and I'm hitting every cheese <laughs> railing on he the way down. suit so far. <laughs> do we Bad think do it, that you. before the final scene that him and... Kane. What's his name? Kane, like... Came to an agreement. Yeah, like, we'll, we're gonna fake this person out. I don't think they talked about it, but I think they... Understood. Understood, yeah. yeah. Like, because it... One, he's blind. How does he know where you're shooting? Oh, no, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's, that's not it. That's one thing. 
he shoots his arm first. So I'm thinking, oh yeah, that's like, you know. And then he shoots him in the side. And I'm wondering if like, it was purposeful. Like, he got shots in, but they were in, like, places where... 100% because he wouldn't these die. are the two best assassins out there, and they couldn't do a kill shot the first time. That's definitely yeah, that's not. what I'm saying. But in a church scene, Kane says something. Like, essentially, like, you don't have anything left, but I still have my daughter. Right, yeah. And he says, like, don't be so sure, like, you know, whatever. But I think, like, that was where they came to that understanding that... Yeah. John doesn't have anything left. The only piece he can find is in death. Mm-hmm. And he still has his daughter to right. to save, not even live for, because the the threat was on her life as well. Not just mm-hmm. like we're gonna kill you, you can't see her anymore. It was like we're gonna kill your daughter as well. Right. I definitely think John was resigned to die, but he wanted to like the was it the second movie or the third movie where that chick slashes her wrists and she's like, I'm gonna go out, but I'm gonna go out my own way. The second, second movie. Yeah. I think John was kind of the same thing. He he was ready to go, but he didn't want to be under like the influence of the table while he yeah. did it he wanted to be a free man and like, but he wanted to be a good man too cuz yeah. i think that what that guy said to him that was that same guy right in the second movie that was like what do you want to die as like a couple people have said a different version mm-hmm. of that to him yeah. Yeah. several um, times it was uh winston yeah, yeah, that, yeah, yeah. the he, second movie yeah. like do you want to die as the person she knew or yeah. do you want to die as the assassin john wick and i yeah. think that it was nice that he got to kind of make that decision. Yeah. He died a good man doing something for somebody else. Yeah. So, things. Spoiler alert. <laughs> <laughs> that he um, basically like took the hit, knowing that he was probably gonna die. But he knew that if he let Kane get the shot in, and then like he fall to the ground, his death the was ego. over. But he also knew that that guy's yeah. ego was going to take over. And he yeah, no, I'm gonna be but I'm saying one. he yeah. knew that um, Kane's daughter would be safe, and yeah. he was no longer going to be, he was also going to be free. So Kane got his happy ending, and so... Speaking of done. that part, I want to jump in because... Post-credit scene? No, <laughs> okay. I'm jumping in right where Laura was talking oh, okay. about... Um, there was never, like, anything in the rules that they said where, you know, because they said a duel to the death, and John wasn't dead yet. Mm-hmm. And so when the Marquis picks up the gun and starts walking towards John, like, I, I just don't understand how that falls within the rules, like, John shooting him, and because he wasn't supposed to be in the duel. But he can um, take over at any time. He, yeah, yeah, he was able, because, well, what they he call nominated it? He this, nominated Kane. But also the guy tells you when to fire. So it wasn't like it was like a, a regular duel. It was like a sneak attack from John. From every other shot between yeah, Kane no, and John. Yeah, uh, no, it was because um, Kane had already taken his second shot and John did not. So he was able to shoot at any time. So they were going to go up to the last, what is it, 10 feet? It started yeah, at 30 paces, then yeah, it went yeah. to 10, whatever. So they were going to stand back up at that. So basically, whatever, yeah. what's his fucking name? The, the villain. This guy? Vincent de Gramont. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. He thought he was just going to have it in the back because John Wick was already down, but he didn't take a shot. So yeah, John was able to fire at any That seemed like a, a gray area <clears throat> in the rules to me a little bit. And then the, yeah. the Harbinger or whatever that guy was. Yeah. He was just kind of like, yeah, whatever. You guys are both good to go. <laughs> <laughs> but, I, but I think that was also, I think that he wanted that all along. He didn't like the little schmuck, and he was like, "I'm like anybody I'm not here." Before we, I do really want to talk about uh, Bill Skarsgård in this movie. But while he mentioned the Harbinger, so real quick, I want to give a shout out to Kindsley Brown, who is an icon, a legend, a moment, a legend. He's also the voice 
I'm sure you knew. I don't know if they knew the voice of Mr. Krabs and SpongeBob. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I had no idea. Um, but yeah, I love Bill Skarsgård. Uh, I hate his French accent. His French accent is very funny in this movie, it's for sure. Very, it's very but bad. I, I think it, I think it's very funny. Uh, but I think this entire franchise has like intentionally yeah i thought that was the point like the exactly the overblown villain i I think it's bad in a way that it was intended to be i still don't think it was that bad it wasn't good but i thought he was a good villain he's good at like this guy who he has so much power but he is also a chicken shit yeah he's ego driven but he's a chicken shit he doesn't want to Get his own hands dirty because he knows he can't I think it's compete just with these people. His look as well, like his blonde. No, blonde. no, not blonde. Just like his slick hair. Everything about him Pushed just back. like <laughs> screams villain. I don't know. Yeah, just, was, maybe it's his eyes. All of it. Pennywise eyes. All of it. But he absorbs. He absorbs the characters he plays for sure. Like, mm. yeah. I thought he did very good. In this yeah, hundred percent. Um, well, acting does run in the family. You know, you've got Kellen. So we don't name Long. I was, I was gonna <laughs> just, <laughs> name, just name Kellen. <laughs> we talked a little bit about Kane, who was one of the more, you know, iconic characters that was introduced in this movie. Yeah. Can we also talk about the person who played nobody, which I don't know if we ever Love actually got. Uh, yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, in the movie, I don't know if they oh, ever get no, it. He's, <laughs> he's credited as Stalker and nobody. <clears throat> nobody, yeah. I thought. He... No, sorry, okay. not Stalker. Tracker. Tracker, I'll say Stalker. I've had a little bit too much. Laura and I know. Oh my god. Winona! The iconic <laughs> Shamir Anderson. Ryder? From Winona Earp, Winona where Earth. he plays. I don't know who he plays, but. He's, he's the government agent. <laughs> And that works alongside them. When they killed him off. I know. <laughs> but they killed him because he had such a great yeah, future. Yeah, we know that he dies. And they know too. I feel like that was actually the end. Me and Sherry like stopped watching. I stopped watching after <laughs> they killed him off. I was like, fuck this. He no was, way. He was, was like so good in the show. So good in that such role. good chemistry so good. together on set. And then when he was gone, it's kind of like, mm, well. I was depressed. ruined it for me. He's... Fantastic here. He's mm-hmm. yeah. one He's of the best talented. uh like side characters we've had so far, I think. Yeah. Um this is the only one you care about really, I think. Like I kind of cared about uh, I'll I'll get to that in a second. Okay. Um <laughs> but he he's great in this and he it's kind of he serves as the audience a little bit yeah. um, in the final scene where he's like, "Oh shit, that was good." Yeah, 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 yeah. after he kills <laughs> him. Yeah, that was that was great and I love the bond he has with his dog. The way oh, it kind of so mirrors, circular. The way, yeah, 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 yeah. It's yeah. so circular. And I, I was talking with you and I think Rob about um, the role that dogs play in this franchise and how fascinating it is to me. And I was thinking about the human connection and how when you're in this world, you don't have that human connection uh, because you either put them in danger or uh, you put yourself in danger. So the only people you can, or the only things you can really rely on for companionship are animals and that's why people in this world care so much about their dog when that guy pointed the gun at the dog i'm like these <laughs> mother <laughs> kill this dog <laughs> i'm gonna be pissed yeah. they well, killed the, the dog in the first one 
but the dog was fantastic in this movie. The scene where the dog like walks out of the shadows and just hear like growling with by this yeah, guy. That's cool. That, that was... dog has better comedic timing than a lot of actors out there. I also thought it was funny when um, <laughs> nobody went to go like he aimed his gun at John like he was yeah. about to shoot him and the dog just goes like yeah. he just saved yeah, yeah. my life you're not gonna kill him are you <laughs> it's pretty funny um but but circling back to what you said about caring for that uh side character i think this movie does such a great job of making you care about every side character it introduces i cared about koji even though mm-hmm. like he hasn't been in it i cared about what happens with his daughter i cared about kane and his, what's going on with him I cared about the tracker. I cared about all of these people so much. And Did that's you something that's care missing. about Kill a, uh, kill a Heart? Because <laughs> <laughs> that's true sure to um, I think that's something that's missing in the other you John Wick answer. movies. <laughs> no, I didn't care about <laughs> Kill a Harkin. But I loved those scenes. I thought uh, it, was, it was very funny. And uh, Scott Adkins is... I know he's a huge action star. I haven't really seen him in anything, but uh, I thought he was very good here, being menacing and funny at the same time uh, in his fat suit. <laughs> but um, that's one thing I thought was missing in the other movies was it introduces all these side characters, but you don't, but care, you don't about care what happens to them at all, really. And this one, you felt so invested in it. And I think that's one reason the longer runtime works, because it could really flesh out those I think, characters a little bit I more. don't think of it that way. I like how in the first few movies you don't get enough about the side characters to care about them because it wasn't the final act. And I feel like in the final act it was more about people sacrificing things for other people, for loyalty, mm. for friendship. And then we see that, you know, like this is John Wick's last chapter. and Potentially. You know, well, you know what I mean. Like he at the end potentially. of the potentially <laughs> potentially they made a lot of money laura they're gonna try to figure yeah. out a way to bring they've it already back. said they want they to come are, back yeah. keanu has already said that he will do as many as they want to do and this the fans if the fans want to keep watching it he'll keep doing them yeah. uh we'll see what happens but they he they also did say it doesn't have to be necessarily past this timeline yeah. really, like go to different Pretty times cool. yes yes well, they already have spin-offs and, you know, stuff <laughs> but i think like I didn't want to care about the characters in the first. Like I was just like, cool, this is action, this is fun. But by the time we get to now, we've seen John, we care about John, and then we see like what he's, you know, the people he's interacting with mm-hmm. and you know, people owe each other things and I like that. Um I think I spoke very briefly with Kurt about this and I don't think um you or laura will really understand this as much because i don't think you've seen the good the bad and the ugly wow but the dynamic that between... women? no just because you haven't seen the movie um no, just... the dynamic between john kane and nobody is very similar to the dynamic between the man with no name which is funny because man with no name and the good bad yeah. and the ugly nobody in this movie um uh Tuco and Angel Eyes, I feel like the dynamic was very, very mm-hmm. similar to the one in this, and it kept popping up, like, especially the scene where they're at the poker table with the guy with the gold teeth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was like, this is such, like, a yeah. spaghetti western-esque type yeah, scene. I agree. <clears throat> I think this movie, the director, does such a great job of um, tributing things like that, and um, 
The Warriors, a movie that I love with that entire final act with like the stairs, the, well, not the stairs, but the DJ coming over the radio. And, oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, it, it's it's so much like The Warriors, and I really loved that. And uh, the stairs themselves, um, I've seen since we've seen the movie. I've like read interviews where he was talking about like scouting the location. The stairs remind him of The Exorcist. And, you know, at the end of the movie, the priest tumbles down the stairs and. Uh, in a way, it's like The Exorcist by way of Buster Keaton, you know, the silent movie star, and it, it just it's played for such a huge laugh, and he, you know, he gets all the way to the top of the stairs, and you know he's only got like a minute or two to get uh, like get to the church, and he gets all he fights his way all the way to the top, and then tumbles all the way away back to the bottom. But like of the as you're watching it, you really are like, fuck no, get yeah. up there, because like you really don't. Sometimes they kill off people you don't think they're gonna kill off, like when they killed off the concierge. Oh, I was yeah. like, no, no, what? Huh? Yeah, Lance Reddick. Lance literally hanging on by the thread of life. <laughs> <laughs> In the beginning and, and in the end. Who? Winston. Oh, Winston. What yeah, he thought he was going to die in the beginning. When... Oh, I never thought that. Oh. But then in the end, when John Wick falls all the way down, you're like, oh shit, Winston's going to go out. <laughs> <laughs> He's getting shot. <laughs> Winston, mm -hmm. that scene, like, when he knows John is about to die, and John's, you know, pretty much saying goodbye, you, like, see him crying, and it's like... When he was like, take me home, or whatever? Yeah, yeah. That was and... very emotional. Yeah. I do uh, I did have a single tear, <laughs> not necessarily from that, but when he, you know, went down on the steps, and he was, like, imagining his wife, and uh, there was a moment in this movie... Where John tells Winston and mm -hmm. Bowery King, like, yeah. when he dies on his tombstone, he wants a loving husband. Mm -hmm. And uh, from that moment on, I knew he was toast. <laughs> but um, but that scene in the church when he's with effective. Cain, and, and he lights the candle for his wife or whatever, and he asks... Um, do you think she can hear you? And he says, no. Yeah. I was surprised by that. I, I at, up until this point, kind of thought that he, like, believed that there was, like, an afterlife mm -hmm. that she could possibly hear. I know he kept saying he knew yeah. he was damned. Yeah. But he said, no, that he didn't think she could hear. Mm -hmm. and, and then he was like, well, why do you do this? And he's like, just in case I'm wrong. And yeah. I loved, I loved that. that answer, loved yeah. that. I agree. I loved it. Uh, one thing that I was going to point out about the movie that I kind of had an issue with, but I think they touched on it in the um, post-credits, which I didn't watch. I think you watched it. Sherry, did you watch it, Kurt? Yeah, I, I went back and watched it after we came home. We should so, have stayed and watched it while we were there. After the whole Continental in Japan... <laughs> excuse me. <laughs> Japan thing, um, where Akira's father is killed, and then they meet up on the train, Akira is talking to John, and she says talking about Kane, um, if you don't kill him, I will. And I was like, okay, cool. This is going to be like a redemption arc for her towards the end of the movie. She's going to come back. And I thought she was going to come back too. Kane. I was surprised she didn't. And that, that was something I drew an issue with. I was like, well, why even introduce that? And then I was like, maybe they're just setting up for like a spinoff movie or whatever. Yeah. And then um, I guess you guys were saying that they did touch upon that in the post credit scene, which at least they did that because that was one of the you know yeah. stories that they didn't really tie off which i thought was a little bit frustrating but yeah he comes home to you know see his daughter finally he can you know be around his daughter and then he's approached by akira, akira. Yeah. i guess they got to cover their bases just in case you know 
things don't work. I out feel like it's a yeah. satisfying enough ending if they never do another thing, but at the same time, they're. I don't know. It's like there's always a way to be like, well, he faked a death just, because of X, Y, and Z. I hope not. I love these movies. If they do more like actual John Wick movies, I know they're doing so much in the franchise, but if they do actual chapters of John Wick, I really hope it's not after this point because this for me was such a satisfying conclusion. Yeah. And I really don't want that ending to be tainted. It's tainted in any way. I, I've, I've already been through that. As a child with Halloween H2O being undone by Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I don't need uh Yeah, I don't need John Wick Resurrection. Yeah, John Wick Resurrection. Like, the, like the end of Shazam 2 where like you think oh. he's dead yeah, and yeah. they bury him and then he pops out of the ground. Like, yeah. It's there's something very cheap and like very corny about that. It's just like well, they just have the emotional trigger. Yeah, but if you keep the emotional trigger and then you don't flip the script and have them yeah. pop out of the ground, it's a much more impactful and long-lasting yeah. feeling rather than just, oh, yeah. whatever. If, you know it, what if you renege on it, it's manipulative. I'm a supernatural fan. You can't. I know we've talked about the action in this movie already, but I it really can't be stated enough how fucking fantastic some of these action sequences are and the um, fact that keanu does so much of his yeah own, i read he did like 90 percent of his own stunts in this movie that's, just the ones that's that's like 60 years old he doesn't do the ones that he like legally they're just like mm. no yeah legally you're in no. the insurance company's like no <laughs> but we'll let some other schmuck do it. charlie's <laughs> theron is another person who does 90 percent of her own stunts wow yep she always does it. as much yeah, as the it. insurance company will allow for her to do she does it she, so would... seems, she seems like a yeah, yeah, yeah. badass bitch. <laughs> um, With a name like that? Yeah, gotta, gotta be. <laughs> and she's in uh, Mad Max Fury Road, oh. which is... Um, <laughs> Did you say that? <laughs> I was going to say that too. <laughs> she, is, she is also in that. But uh, uh, I would say that Mad Max Fury Road... Um, is what is probably my before this came out probably my like favorite recent um action movie, action movie. yeah yeah, yeah. and it's like there's like relentless like action all throughout the movie and this is sort of that also this is the like, kind of movie i wouldn't have watched like i wouldn't have bothered watching yeah. obviously because the first one was out for like 10 years and i didn't so. <laughs> yeah, yeah watch it until recently <laughs> didn't you feel the same really way about the Bourne movies yeah never would have watched it maybe you secretly are an action movie fan and you just don't realize it I think my problem is sometimes action movies can turn into like certain types of like I don't want to say gore, but I don't I don't like violent. watching people. Yeah, I don't like yeah. watching people be tortured. I don't like I don't like when you are so emotionally invested in a character that like something bad happens and you're like, really heartbroken. Like oh, I kind of love that. I don't. <laughs> yeah, I don't. I like how like the villain in the first John Wick movie, um, Adrian Palicki's character, like. I didn't care enough about her, so when she got executed, I wasn't like, fuck, no, <laughs> like, I don't care, it's fine. <laughs> um, you brought up the first movie, and I wanted to mention to Rob and Laura what you and I were talking about last night, that uh, John Leguizamo's character, the mechanic character, is in the first two movies, and seems like he's going to be a big part of it. And he's like, you know, he tells John, uh, you know, yeah, I'll fix your car, it's going to take me until 2030. But then he's never in the series again after that. They have, they have a couple characters where you think they're going to have more, you know, mm -hmm. staying power, like Holly Berry and the... Uh, That's what I'm saying. Why they, why did they... They could have had anybody um, do that role. 
I like that Halle Berry was in it because she's an icon. She is. I, I get I why you never see her character again because she didn't want to see him again. But they could have had anybody else do it. Save $20 million. <laughs> <laughs> Pay Holly Berry. No, I, listen. Yes. The mechanic's going to be in John Wick Resurrection. <laughs> <laughs> I told Sherry, like, whatever John Wick movie they make in 2030, he's going to come back with John Wick's car. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I, I really love this movie. I don't know if you guys are ready to... Final thought? Give final if you thoughts. guys are, I think I'm ready. Uh, I'll let you go first. Five Sherry. out of five. Well, <laughs> I was gonna say she already gave. Yeah. Right, well, that's why. Uh, <laughs> no secret. We let you go first because go first. we already knew. So is this my favorite, favorite out of all John Wick movies? Favorite out of all of the the movies for sure. Um, I did not expect it to be. I was like, ah, it's not gonna beat the first one. You can't really do that. And I was absolutely wrong. It mm. was. So you like this one better than the first one? Hundred percent. It kind of takes the emotional element that is you know pulsing through the first movie and elevates it a little bit i would say this whole movie you like really feel for john and for like these other characters can you give your score so i can say that i was right um i'll let you go first ah um i probably would give it Let's preface this by saying <laughs> that you haven't watched the third one. I was going to say, I haven't watched the third one, so maybe Fake. I would have been a little bit more emotionally invested in this one if I had seen the last one, because I don't know what happens. I don't know what, like, the whole him going after Yeah, the, you're missing out. Yeah. yeah. It's an, uh, I'm sorry to watch it. Um, I, I give okay. it a, a three out of five. Okay, so we'll three out of five. five. <laughs> We're going to have to have you watch John Wick 3, and then Robert's going to have to put, like, a little addendum at the evaluate. <laughs> I gotta say, I am shocked that you gave it that low of a score. Yeah. Even without watching any of the other ones, I think this was a perfect movie. Like I said, it, I didn't hate it. I just felt like it was very long, and it could have been condensed and still action-packed and great. No, fake. Whatever, I'm that I'm fake. It could have been a lot shorter and <laughs> equally as action packed. Rob, Kurt, tell her what she's wrong. <laughs> no, 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 no. You give us, tell us your four point five, and then uh, first of all, my opinion can't be wrong. Uh, <laughs> it could be differing from yours. Doesn't um. Well, okay. Well, I I can't tell you that my score is four point five. Because my score is 5 out of 5. What? I fucking adore this movie. I can't wait to go watch it again next week. Yep, we you're so fake. I love this movie. You're it's my it's my favorite so John Wick movie. It's my favorite movie of the year. It's one of my favorite action movies of all time. Can we can we go back it's, to It's maybe my favorite movie of like the last several years. I was gonna say, literally every movie that we watch, this I is my it. new favorite movie of the <laughs> that's year. That's not true. That's not true. You said that in the last movie. No, I, I said that about that. Creed 3. That's the only movie I've said is my favorite movie so far. It's Creed 3. <laughs> which I gave a 4.5. Oh, I do feel like pretty much every movie you watch, you say at least one point in the podcast, you're like, I love this movie. <laughs> I love movies. He does. He does. <laughs> not saying there's anything wrong with that. Okay, okay so, so we got two fives and a three. So you got a 4.5 out of 5. No. 4. I'm going to give it a 4. And I was thinking about giving it a 4.5. I really was. I think that's why we need video also. Like, (laughs) they need to see our... I know. (laughs) I give it a 4. I think I should have gone last so we could go out on a (laughs) 5. I think the action was very solid. The emotional, you know, connection was there. Um, The comedy was great. 
I do kind of agree with Laura that it was very long. Maybe that's just me. Maybe my attention span is like a squirrel. I don't know. But sitting in that movie theater seat for four hours, and you guys were there even longer than us because you showed up early. Pretty brutal. Was it four? I didn't even know. I did not even notice that. That's interesting. But I don't think that necessarily is a fault of the movie. That's probably more of just with me, you know, not being very patient, wanting to sit through that much. Um, You really have to nitpick with this movie to find things that you don't like and i feel like four for me that's like very like low like that's as low as i'd be willing to go i feel like so what stopped you from giving it a five or 4.5 um like i said i i like i said i i didn't like sitting there for that long through the movie um I do think the the settings and the set pieces in this movie are probably my favorite out of the whole series so far. I think I liked the serious like tone of John Wick more, but like as far as like the comedic and like goofy tones, I feel like this movie blows all the other ones out of the water. It's like so much better. Uh, if I had to say it in terms of how much I like them, I'd probably say four, one, three, two in that order. Yeah, that's my order as well. Uh, yeah, I agree. That's my order as well. But three and one are very close for me. I really love the action in three. Uh, just one gets that edge because he care about that fucking man getting revenge. Uh, emotional element with the dog dying and shit. Uh, but yeah, four, one, three, two for me also. Laura, four, one, two. No, yours is one. Or two. Well, we're gonna wait till she watches three. And all. <laughs> I'll watch them all and then rewatch them all and then give we'll a, watch them all this we'll week. So you can go next week. We'll put an watch. update. Yeah. Uh, all right. I guess that's that. That's we, nice. While we're all here, why don't we talk about the next series, like the next show that we're gonna review? Because we've been. I thought very, you guys were gonna watch Yellow Jacket. Well, we talked about it, but we have. Okay. Do you want to know what I saw today? Um. I. So Yellow Jackets, we've got to watch the entire first season. If we're going to watch Yellow Jackets, we've got to really do it because the second season started, like, what, last night or last week or it something? It did, like and mm. no spoilers, but someone eats someone's ear. What? Wow. Spoiler. You don't know who it is? The you Mike don't Tyson. know who it is? <laughs> Special guest appearance. <laughs> oh, fuck. I forgot to say, I'm thinking five stars. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, brutal. Well, yeah. do we all agree that <laughs> Yellow Jackets is the next show we're reviewing? Because yeah. if we say it on the podcast, then we have to commit to I it. I think you guys will really like it. Laura? Sure. I have been following along. Oh, well, that's it. That's right. that old Yellow, Yellow Jackets. Jackets is the next television series. Should we do like a season review for the first one and then do an yes. episode per episode? 100%. Per yeah, yeah, I would definitely do and uh, also coming up next, Dungeons and Dragons. Dungeons, Dungeons, Dungeons and D&D. Themes, which is getting good reviews. People are saying it's very fun. I Michelle Rodriguez my... said she had to grow out her underarm hair for this movie. Why? Uh, she was doing that anyway. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, I like the directors. They made Game Night, which is one of my favorite comedies of the last several years. It looks fun. Uh, I hope it's fun. I like how long it's fun. <laughs> Two hours and 14 minutes. Uh, okay. It's better than John Wick. Dolby Cinema. So I don't have high expectations. I hope it surprises me. If it's even like passingly fun, it'll be my surprise of the year probably. 
All right. Well, there it is. Our future plans laid out for everybody. <laughs> Catch you next time. Thanks for listening. Thanks for joining us again, Sherry. You got special guest star. Maybe we'll make you a regular. Hey guys, be sure to follow us on social media. We are at Admit3Pod on YouTube, TikTok, Twitter, and Instagram.